support for the Boner Planet Podcast is presented by Dead Down Wind, Tinks, Shadow Hunter Blinds, Burris Optics, Dead Ringer, The Grind, Bomar Archery, Element Outdoors, Reveal Cellular Camera, HHA and HHA USA, Black Eagle Arrows, Cobra Archery, Camp Chef, Novix Outdoors, and caffeine support provided by Deer Camp Coffee. Joe Skinner, the creator of Veil Camo. I, hey, I I did some research on you after we talked earlier, you know. Good stuff. Oh, oh good. <laughs> so you were in the military? I was. Awesome. Thank you for your service. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I was uh, in for six years. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Cool. And so is this the kind of camo you were talking about then? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I thought so it talk about the military camo that's interesting yeah it's uh it's interesting uh kind of the the bleed between military and then hunt and then kind of tactical the tactical kind of consumer market and just how that there's been a lot of crossover and it's been fascinating to uh to see that and also kind of play a little part in that here and there very cool very cool so uh all right, man. So yeah, I guess I guess let's start off with the more simple stuff here. Let's start off with a little bit of the history of Veil. Like, how did you kind of come up with that, and you know, yeah. what was the kind behind it in your mind? Well, um, I was sitting out in the woods in a tree stand as you do, um, just waiting. And um, you know, I guess when you're waiting around, you have a lot of time on your hands to just kind of be really still, really quiet, and observe and. Um, I started seeing that, you know, self-repeat, I'm, I'm a pretty curious guy. And I, I started seeing this pattern in nature that, you know, you, you hear a lot about, um, I guess if you watch Discovery Channel, I don't know, but it's like the fractal nature of, of, of the natural world. And uh, I was like, oh, I think I'm starting to see this. But wh- I mean, what is it in nature that doesn't, like that knocks it off this perfection, right? Because if it was just a pure fractal, the, the the world around us would look drastically different. So there's something that I had to, to figure out that was that was outside of that. And um, I was like, man, I was I was you know in the in the in the army at the time, and uh, I didn't grow up hunting or fishing. I had just gotten into it. I'd been hunting for I don't know about a year, I guess, practicing and then you know going out and doing the thing. But uh, you know wearing. <laughs> Wearing the old digital camo that the army had uh, up until recently, uh, I was like, man, why are we wearing this? What is this supposed to do outside of a gravel pit, right? Or, you know, the granite buildings at West Point or whatever it may be. And so I really just like my curious mind started really digging into it. And I became super obsessed with concealment, not just like the lifestyle of camo and hunting and all of that, which I was really starting to become more of a part of. But uh, there's all these disconnects in my mind. Like you look at hunting camo, you look at what's on the market, you know, I, and, and I felt like, you know, this isn't for me. This doesn't make sense. Like I understand mimicry, which is copying environment, like an environment, uh, sticks, leaves, twigs, stuff like that. But I was like, ah, 
why doesn't the military do that if it's so effective? Like, why aren't, and, and, you know, I know someone out there is going to be like, ah, some special forces guys use it on, you know, in theater in, you know, Bosnia or like, I don't know, whatever. But, you know, that may be the case because they do have clearance to be able to do that. But, you know, you know, service wide, why isn't the DOD implementing this type of thing? So that had me thinking. And uh, I just started really digging into it. And this was, gosh, this was like 2010. Um, and then I, I started just researching, 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 trying to absorb everything I possibly could. And uh, I was like, well, heck, I want to start, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just play around with this for fun. And, uh, you know, and uh, it, it is it has grown aggressively since then. But, yeah, I think my first patterns were still a play on uh, that type of dual text digital idea that was uh, uh he was a lieutenant colonel at west point and he actually pioneered the whole well he was one of the pioneers of the whole digital breakup you know trying to you know break apart and and blend into your surroundings with with the different scaling patterns of squares because you know what they had they had a, a they had a roller that was a two inch or a four inch roller that they were going on the side of tanks and testing it out according to his plans. But uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was the first pattern. And, and I, I, I called up, uh, you know, I'm starting to like, it's like, oh, animals don't see exactly what we see. What do they see? Well, what a deer see? Like, what a, what's, a, what's a, you know, what's a turkey see? Like, it's vastly different than what, you know, what, what we see and what we perceive. And, you know, starting to absorb that. And, you know, there's a lot of data and a lot of research that's been done thankfully by wildlife biologists to try and understand these like visual systems and it's like oh well they they're kind of dichromatic like deer and like specifically meaning they're colorblind they don't see black and white like we all thought kind of growing up into this life uh, you know this pursuit and this lifestyle they see a form <clears throat> excuse me a form of colorblindness that's very similar to like red red green colorblind super sensitive to yellows and blues so i'm like i can incorporate this into what i'm doing and I can play off of those weaknesses in what, you know, these different species. I mean, I could, you know, go on and on about that stuff. It's so interesting. But uh, yeah, so I called, called First Light and I was like, hey, guys, uh, I'm wearing your stuff in a pattern I'm not too crazy about, but I am creating patterns now. Want to see it? And they're like, you know, your timing's perfect. Uh, send us what you got. And so I send them that digital pattern. They're like, nah, this isn't really for us. Thanks, though. <laughs> And I was like, well, what do you want? Like, what are you after? And that was like the first, um, that was the, like the leaping off point for their fusion pattern and really kind of the DNA for their whole brand image now is kind of built off the backbone of, of what came out of that initial conversation. But uh, yeah, the, it, it was just kind of, Veil was formed out of it like a, a really intense desire to make better camouflage and, you know, trying to define what better is. I mean, it's such a subjective thing, right? Like you've got your opinions, I've got mine, but there's a scientific element that you can really test and get in there deep and really understand what does work, what doesn't work. What's the last hundred years of research into concealment tell us about what works and what doesn't work with different visual systems. So that's, that was kind of the foundation back in 2010, 2011. Oh God, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's been times where, you know, I, I've tried tons of different camels over the years. I'm not going to name names of course on this, but 
I have had it where, you know, we're wearing something and a deer comes out and looks right at me, you know, oh, yeah. like, oh my God, you know, I'm yeah. like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you're, you're just like, what the hell, you know? And so like, those are the kinds of concepts that I think that kind of uh, mess with you. But a lot of people might not know this about me, but I'm like a, actually a big World War II buff. Like I love watching World War II in color. Oh, yeah. World War II, I just watched the apocalypse, World War II. I mean, there's so much good footage back then, but it's funny that you talk about the camo because even then it looked like the government was testing so many different types of camos, like trying they to- They were throwing everything against the wall that they possibly could. There was a guy in jeans, like a jean color. <laughs> yeah. Jeans. Doesn't work, bro. <laughs> Maybe the thinking was, everyone's going to shoot at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dummy. The decoy. It's super morbid. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at what the Germans were doing, um, where they had, like, reversible uh, camo that was season-specific, and they used kind of a, a precursor to the digital idea. They are using these little splotches, no bigger than, you know, three-quarters of an inch. Um, and it's like four color and in yeah. that type of disruptive idea where it's, it's almost, I mean, it really does, you know, if it's done right, it scatters you into your surroundings and it's, and it's really disorienting and, and they were really onto it. Um, which is scary. I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we beat them. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh. I, I I remember thinking that watching it though. At one point, there was a close-up, and they were wearing something that looked like a digital. And I was like, "What?" I'm like, yeah. what? "That concept might go back further than I thought." You know, I didn't realize. Yeah. And then, and then, if you, but we also got to remember that that's to, to twist the mind of a human, not an animal. Yeah, right? that's for sure. Totally so, different ball game. Different kind of a camo pattern that would you know appeal to us and our visual compared to an animal, but. They even did that stuff on those battleships. They painted those battleships like that with oh, those yeah. shapes, so they couldn't tell what they're looking at at distance. It was so. I, lo I love that theory. The the whole razzle dazzle era of camo. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they the the whole point behind it would be to mask the size, mask the speed, and mask the direction. It's like genius. We we know it's there. We just don't know how big it is or which way it's going. Yeah, it's a little fishing boat or something. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, it's when you're looking monoocularly through, you know, just with one eye, you don't have any sort of depth to help you. I mean, it's really confusing in that, in yeah. that, uh, which is, you know, yeah. Or all the, you know, real high tech stuff. I never realized in watching these films, kind of how like back footed we were as a country with <laughs> like, like everything was new. They were like talking about like, Everybody's like joking around and wrestling and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. In the training, getting trying to get ready, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is like serious. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How many um so how many camel camel patterns do you have currently? In the market or in the, in market. the toolbox? Um forty ish? Wow, holy Somewhere cow. around there. It's like, it's changing so fast. It's like, I got to talk to, you know, uh, I got to talk to our licensing manager and be like, uh, where are we right now? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's changing really quickly. And um, it's, it's somewhere between 38 and 40, early 40s, I think. I think it depends on what drops this next season. But, you know, it's, it's, it's fast. That's great. And as far as bow companies, I know we talked about, uh, I think you said Bear Archery carries uh, the bale now currently. 
They do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's looking good. I, I went to the local sportsman's warehouse and was looking at some of the uh, results and everything really looks the way it should. It's great. It's like really good quality control on the base, the base coat that goes under everything. It's like yep. it makes or breaks it. And I was like, yeah, good job. <laughs> Thank goodness, you know. And then what about, is there any gun companies carrying it yet? Oh my gosh. There's all, there's, there's a slew. I mean, we're with, Oh man, I, the rest of my team's going to yell at me right after this. Um, <laughs> I know. I mean, there's, there's big ones. There's like Christensen arms and Beretta and, you know, Bergara and there's all kinds of, I mean, it's, I think we're on some Savage. I think uh, I'm trying to think about, are we on any handguns? I don't know. Yeah, that would be sick. Um, cool. There were some in the works. I just don't know where it is right now in the licensing process. But there's <laughs> there's plenty of stuff. Like guns, <laughs> guns, guns on the table for sure. Um, which is it's it's a really neat thing to go and see that in you know in real life. You go into the store and you're like, oh, there's that. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's probably a good feeling though. Yeah, well, it is. It's just I know that if I bought it. Um, I'd get in trouble. I, I only can, I can only have so many, you know, there's a limit. <laughs> Maybe car or truck or something. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That'd be but, cool. Yeah. So how did your, uh, how did your 2020 uh, season go for hunting? Man, 2020 was really interesting. Um, I think it was kind of weird for a lot of people. I think um, I've lived kind of a nomadic life, which I kind of touched on uh, earlier in our phone call, but, we've been moving around because we live, we essentially, you know, we essentially live in a school bus that's converted into a tiny home with like six solar panels and a dishwasher and a shower. And it's, it's rad. Right. And we've been doing that for two years using wow. that as an opportunity to explore the country. And for me to like document a lot of environments and get a lot of, you know, just go to the place. And uh, it was a really good excuse to be like, hey, I think, you know, this national park's just, you know, over here. Maybe we should uh, stay for a week. Can I borrow your camera, honey? Uh, but uh, <laughs> so my 2020 was like nothing because we had just moved to Western North Carolina and we were trying to figure out, you know, there was the lockdown going on and we didn't know where we were going to stay. And, um, you know, so in, I just used it, that opportunity to go hike, even though they're like, you can't go hiking. You can, you stay inside at all times. And I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, don't tell anyone. So, you know, just trying to immerse myself here in this, you know, this super great area and get in touch with like this, you know, the Smoky Mountains and the Blue Ridge Parkways right over there. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually on my land right now. And it's, it's just, there's some, it's really inspirational around here. It's just so dense and so thick and there's so much vegetation and it's just good. It's like everywhere you look, there's inspiration. There's something to learn. So short, I mean, to get back to the question, 2020 was not, I mean, it was, it was terrible. It was yeah, terrible. About, you have plans for this year? Any yeah. Money? Oh yeah. There, I mean, there's tree stands <laughs> going to go right over there. Maybe put some, a little crop down. Um, I've been, I've been watching, I've seen, you know, seen all, all kinds of mainly whitetail, uh, in the area. There have been some bear. We haven't seen them yet. Um, but, uh, our neighbor came down and, uh, <laughs> he has a big garden, like a, it's like micro farm, uh, on his land. He's like, well, I just wanted to tell you, you know, 
saw a big old bar this morning. He's heading your direction. And I was like, oh, man, thanks. So we looked, didn't show up, you know. Turkey and deer mainly, I think, is, is what I'm going to get set up for this year. Really looking forward to it. And I'm due for a new bow. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to be a bear. <laughs> it's, I mean, they're pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. And they look pretty cool, too. That's awesome. Yeah, it's ex- it's always exciting to uh, well, I've seen I've seen the veil on different stuff throughout our test live show, and mm. I've always liked it honestly. Like right off the bat, I'm like this looks sweet, you know. And it, I feel like it's just been growing and growing and growing, and yeah. you seen it more and more on different uh, bows and different products. And uh, I was like, man, I got to get a hold of these guys. I got to talk to them, see what's going on, and because it's Absolutely. just to me, like because I feel like you guys are at this like amazing stepping stone time you know where it's just going to keep going higher and higher and it feels like that for really, sure yeah it's just so cool yeah. do you have any sort of um uh i'd look it up right now but on my computer but do you guys have some sort of like blackish camo we have a we have a handful um we have uh through 511 we have what's called geo7 night and it's a uh, it's based on the whole Geo7 uh, concealment platform, and it's a very tactical black, very broody, very dark, very cool. Um, and that's exclusive to 511. Um, and we also have, I believe through Academy, we have um, a, it's it's Poseidon, the, the name of the pattern is Poseidon uh, Black. And oh, it's also, it's, you know what, it's, it's kind of based off of this, pa- you probably can't see it, but it's kind of based off this pattern uh, a little bit. This is part of the Poseidon family. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's also very aggressive and imposing and dark and cool. That's cool. Yeah. I always love, I always love a good black one. I'm not, not necessarily, oh, yeah. not necessarily for hunting, but just for like other stuff, you know, like, like, dark. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, no, it's, it's really slick and, and I, I'd have to check and see what line is coming with that in it but you know there's more it's always changing there is always. a question go on here i i don't I, i'm assuming you might know papa smith <laughs> <laughs> i do know papa smith he's one of my best buds we used to we used to go and and, and crawl around some land right by his house and, and go hunt and butcher our animals and stuff like that together there i guess it's fun a plan to invite any old army buddies to go hunting this fall <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm going to be rolling up to New York and I'll give him a big old bear hug when I see him. <laughs> It'll be good. That's funny. There is, we have some land in North New Mexico that I keep threatening to, uh, to go out and elk hunt. It's just trying to like, are we getting the permit this year? Or are we not getting the permit this year? Um, but I think the next time we do, it's, I went, we went scouting uh, and, and kind of dry camping out there um this last fall and it's just it's, i can't wait it's gonna yeah. be great yeah I, I actually um we have a, a point system in michigan uh for um bear yeah. those are our two point systems and the elk's really hard to get i don't think yeah. they do eggs but the bear i got like 10 points and that's actually pretty much now it's a guarantee because that's pushing it but it's pretty likely so i put cool. in for it because I figured now's the best year to go. I got more vacation time than ever. So I was like, you know, yeah. do this. And my father-in-law, who um, Kevin, who's actually one of the owners of Beach Bee as well, he, uh, he's he got a friend who has like 300 acres up in the Upper Peninsula. Uh, and and we got a friend up there who baits for us. So it's like in the perfect area. So I'm like, 
let's do it. But I learned a lesson, and this is an important lesson for anybody watching this. If you are ever going bear hunting and you have an option for which bear hunt you get, you should always, always go for it. Don't take any of the other ones the before the dog season. <laughs> uh... So my father, I got the second week instead of the first week, mm. and dogs were allowed the second week. So the bear that was every day on his trail camera got pushed out by a dog and shot by somebody else. So yeah. we're like, like, I mean, it was coming every day. Every day. Golly. What so a bummer. 6.30 p.m. We, we hear, so obviously, they, and then you hear a gunshot, you know, after yeah. a while, all these dogs running, you know they're chasing it. I'm just like, oh, my God. This was a couple of years back now. So this year we're like, don't pull first week two or three, only go for week one. Oh man. That's take- good advice. <laughs> or, or bring bring a bunch of dogs, I guess. Yeah, right on. Another question for you says, How many army buddies do you plan to take, honey? <laughs> <laughs> oh your friends. Uh, <laughs> we'll need a sign up sheet. I'll I'll talk to the web guys. Uh gosh. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, it depends. Army buddies, are, are you still are you still in or are you out? Because if you're out, it'll be a whole lot easier unless you want to go AWOL with, you know, your old buddy. <laughs> so uh, what's so what's new for the company? What do you guys got come up that you can talk about, I guess? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm flipping through, flipping through a lot of stuff. Um, there's... I don't know. I don't have full clearance and I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier um, on the phone call, but we've been working really hard uh, for the last two years um, on a proprietary system that allows us to go even deeper into the visual bias that you see in a natural environment. And it essentially, yeah. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to talk about this a little bit more, but it's kind of one of the biggest, I mean, it, it is, it is a, it, it's, that's the best way to describe it. It's kind of like a huge turning point in terms of what's possible for concealment in the industry. No one's done it. No one is showing any signs of thinking about doing it. And it's utilizing a lot of cutting edge technology to be able to source visual information in an environment and directly inject it into concealment um kind of blurring the blurring the lines of a lot of of different ideas on what's possible in concealment i know that's super waffly and not very clear but it's like i'm so excited about it um it's called the biome engine um and it's and it's kind of magic and i look forward to talking to you in more depth on the yeah. podcast when we get a chance I'm, I'm still waiting on clearance to really dig into what it means but you know what does it mean for everybody who's watching this is just like like the next evolution of what's possible it's very exciting as a designer just to like <laughs> put it through the paces and go oh wow i okay yeah you that's know. cool well, uh, and i got this thing in my head come it came in my head i watched the other day i was on tv and they were making a movie and what they did is they took this camera slash, I don't even know what it is. It's some sort of amazing camera. And they set it in Vegas. And it basically, like, scoped the entire city. <laughs> and then they created a model around it. So now you have this, like, 3D, 5D, I don't even know. But it was all like, the D's. Like, everything came into a sphere that was all of Vegas. 
and they then recreated this for a movie. I was like, what the hell is this? That's, that's some wild stuff, man. Like, <laughs> re, like super intense. Like, it's, it's like basically like photogrammetry is what that technology is called. Oh. I've been doing a lot of investigation into that too. But I mean, they're probably, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, we live in that world now. That's a oh, thing yeah. that you can do. <laughs> that's they can do. It's really crazy. But hey, how does, I guess, let's ask this question real quick. What is the, I guess, the old way or the what people would deem as like the standard way of getting camouflage colors created? What was the original way of doing that? Was oh, it so a, like, we'll say again. Was it like so, these take some woods and then somehow replicate it? I, uh, yeah, man, so I think in the early days it was painted and there was some levels of like photographic processing that would be used to break it apart. And then a lot of stuff was hand painted and then photographed. And then, you know, back in the distant past, <laughs> like 20 years ago, uh, they would use, you know, some very basic computer aided um, methods to break that apart and get it production ready. Uh, everything was way more manual, you know, and it's really kind of astounding when you look back on camo patterns from like 25, you know, some of the originals, it's like, some guy painted that and then repainted it and painted over it and then went back to his notes and some other reference photos and then painted that, that limb back in there because management said they really wanted it. Like uh, there's a lot of that. And um, that was still being used up until pretty recently. I think one of Cabela's old patterns was hand painted. And you, sh I mean, I was, I was talking to the guy who uh, was in charge of that, that program uh and he he's like you should have seen the layers of paint i mean it was like inches thick in some areas and that's like it's wow i mean and so you know yeah in those colors it's like there's you're hoping that you get it right because you're mixing paint i guess it's acrylics i don't know maybe it's oil um and then you got to try and get that right at the at the production level too so it's consistent across all your gear i mean it, it's yeah. I'm thankful for modern technology. I really am because it makes things a lot faster to market, a lot more consistent, yeah. um, a lot easier to like prototype test stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's definitely a different, different era right now. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Joe, thanks so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing. Looking forward to it. And we'll talk again in the fall, hopefully. All right, brother. All right. My pleasure. We'll see you guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.